0: Travel Agent Interview Podcast. My name is Megan Chapa. I'm your host for the podcast today and I am privileged to have Cindy and Tabitha Heath on the phone, a mother-daughter duo. Welcome guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Of course, it's my pleasure. Uh, before we get started on the podcast, I'm going to just quick do a little housekeeping and And tell you guys that I love watching this map light up in the statistics behind my podcast. And I want to just thank the many countries that are listening. Uh, We've only been launched for just over a month, but we have the United Kingdom, Ireland, Spain, Japan, Sweden, the elusive country of other, Mexico, (laughs) Italy, Saudi Arabia, and Russia in addition to the United States. So thank you, everyone, for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, I do have curiosities as to if you're expats and uh, what you might be doing there and what you might be looking for. So any feedback is appreciated. Well, gals, let's talk a little bit about a gadget that you guys like and use when you're traveling. Would you like to take this on, Cindy? Uh,
1: Actually, I'm going to do it. Oh, Oh, sorry,
0: (laughs) Tabitha, thank you. Uh,
1: That's okay. Uh, Perfect. So the gadget that I actually, it was actually one of our um, travel members that went with us on one of our trips, brought it along with her, and so she was kind of showing us how to use it, and it's something really cool that I don't know if a lot of people know about. So it's called a SteriPen. Mm-hmm. It's S-T-E-R-I-P-E-N, SteriPen.
2: I do
0: and know what it this product. Is, oh, have you heard of it? I ha- I've heard of it, but I have not used it, and I'm interested to hear what you have to say because... I I was raised in a backpacking camping world of iodine tablets and water filters, so continue. Oh, perfect.
1: Okay, so what it is, is it, it almost looks like a little pen. Like, it's really easy to just carry along with you, and it's really cool because you can plug it in to charge it, but it also will charge by solar power. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So it'll automatically recharge. But if you're somewhere, you know, where you don't get a lot of sun and it's nighttime a lot and you're, you know, if you're out backpacking in like Iceland during the winter or something, you're not going to get sun. So you can also plug it into charge. And so when you put it in the water, it'll filter the water for you. And, you know, it eliminates a lot of the harmful bacteria and particle and debris and everything to make the water drinkable. Mm -hmm. So she took it even. So we went to Costa Rica with our group and you know in a lot of places in Costa Rica you have to be careful with the water just like in Mexico and so even when you go into restaurants and stuff you know she'd get a glass of water and it's just tap water but she would be able to put her pen in it and so you put it in and you wait about 90 seconds you leave it in there and then that's about how long it takes to filter the water so then it's perfectly drinkable and it's just like having you know bottled filtered water. So it was really cool, and she was just able to take it with her everywhere and, you know, fill up her water bottle if we were out hiking, and she could put it in from, you know, the rivers and stuff, which you have to be careful, but also, yeah, in restaurants. So we just thought that's a really cool idea to take with you so you don't have to worry about always buying water, you know, where you're getting your water from, and you don't have to worry about getting sick. So we just thought that's something really cool that we actually had never heard of it. So that was something we just wanted to pass along to everybody.
0: Yeah, and I like that it's solar, pan- or solar panel, solar powered, because if you're in a country that doesn't have the same currency or same plug that you have, that's really helpful.
1: Right, or if you are a backpacker out, you don't have a lot of places that you sure. can just, you know, plug it in and charge somewhere. So, yeah, we thought that's a really cool idea to take with you just in case.
0: Yes, and as someone who has suffered several rounds of different bacteria, blastocysts, and intestinal awfulness from several different countries, um, I think this is a great product, and I'm going to pick one up. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right, girls, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you got into the travel industry?
2: Sure. Um So this is Cindy, and um, I'm actually a mother of five, five children. God bless you. (laughs) But um, through a lot of different things we went through, I decided at one point to homeschool. So my three youngest children, I was homeschooling. The fun thing about homeschooling is you get to travel with them a lot. And so I used to put a lot of trips together for our friends, our family, other homeschool parents, and we'd go as groups. We went to Washington, D.C. one time, and Mm -hmm. we went to Italy another time. And so we did a lot of traveling. And as it went on, the kids started getting older, and they are getting ready to graduate. And I started thinking, now what do I want to do? And that's when my daughter Tabitha came to me and said, Mom, you've been doing it. Let's make it a business. And so we went back to college and affiliated with the travel agency who helped train us. And little by little, we've just grown our business and we're having a lot of fun traveling and making new friends doing it.
0: So how long now has it been since you started your business and have been planning travel for clients?
2: Uh, We started the business about seven years ago. Um, and, like I said, we affiliated with a, um, a travel agency in Ohio at that time, and uh, they helped train us. And we started, um, as we went going, we got kind of got interested in culinary, and so we kind of branched off into doing more culinary trips and that. And along the way, we were looking for a host agency that was closer to home, and that's when we... Uh, Met Anita mm-hmm. and joined and joined her uh, travel her travel agency. So
0: great. So, what is the name of your travel agency that you operate? Custom luxury travel. Wonderful. And Tabitha, are you going to tell us a little bit about your specialty, which we now know is culinary travel?
1: Yes. So when we first started um, the business, we kind of were learning, and so we were just doing everything. Mm-hmm. And then we started thinking about, okay, let's focus, because it's really hard to be able to sell, you know, to everybody and work with everybody, and, you know, you can't know everything about the whole world. So we thought, you know, let's focus on, so we really feel like we're helping our clients. Um, So we were kind of looking at, you know, what do we like to put together, and when we go with our groups and stuff, what do we do? And, you know, we kind of fell into culinary. We love food and wine. Mm -hmm. Um, No matter where we travel, you know, we still want to see the sights and everything, but, you know, we want to the food. And that's such a big part of the culture. You know, everybody wants to, you know, eat like a local and maybe take a cooking class, you know, learn about the dishes and get kind of that authentic experience along with, you know, all the sites. And so that's when we got into um, researching and finding, you know, who do we want to work with? And what do we want to focus on? And we really got into the culinary and we love planning culinary trips. Um, and so, and then we also focus on groups because, you know, most people when they travel and do want to do cooking classes and stuff, they usually want to go, you know, with a group. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. So we focus on small groups. Mm -hmm. Um, we find that's more intimate because a lot of the things that you want to do, if you want to do a cooking class, it's really hard to do a cooking class if there's a hundred people, you know, there's not a lot of places that will take you in and teach you hands on. Um, so we focus, we try to keep it under 20. So 20 and under. Um, So, once a year, we'll lead a group. So, you know, we'll put it together and we'll lead it. So, if you want to go with a group and, you know, you want somebody who's in charge, who knows, we go with you and we'll host it. And that's once a year and we'll go to different places. Uh, We've gone to Alaska. uh, We've gone to Costa Rica. Um, In December, we're going to take a river cruise and we're going to do the Christmas markets along the Danube River. Yes. Um, So, once a year, we'll lead one. but then we will also put them together. So we'll work with you know wineries or we might work with a local chef who wants to lead their group. So those could get you know more people because it depends on what they want to do. That's their group. And we could do more. Um, but ours that we lead, we keep it under 20.
0: Okay, excellent. Um, so we can put your contact information in the show notes. Of course, we'll do that. And then if people have an idea that they might want to pursue with their own group, they could contact you and you would arrange that for them of course okay fantastic so you guys have a trip coming up in December are there any openings there where is that headed and where might you be going in the future
1: yeah so the one in December is the Christmas markets It's on a river cruise going on the river Danube so it goes through Germany and Austria and then it ends in Budapest and Hungary Mm -hmm. Um, we're doing a pre-extension also in Prague because that's such a lovely city and it's such a foodie paradise that we felt like we have to do a couple days there first before we get on the cruise sure um that we really only it's pretty much sold out we have a couple spaces but it's really limited so if anybody's interested they would really want to let us know soon
0: sure okay great
1: um next year we're still kind of deciding where we want to go so we're thinking maybe somewhere in the south pacific but we haven't decided yet so we'll have to let you know
0: (laughs) okay that sounds good All right, and you guys keep an updated website or something where you'll make an announcement eventually?
1: Yes. So if they want to um, keep up with what our club is doing, the trips that we lead, they could go to culinaryadventuresclub.com, and then, yes, that's always updated. We also do local events, so if they live in our area in Northern California, we also, once a month, will do something local. So whether it's a dinner or a festival, something around food, um, just so the members of our club can, you know, come to something local, kind of meet everybody before then we travel together.
0: Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay. We'll put that information in the show notes for sure. Perfect. Okay. Let's talk about a success story, a funny story or a situation that might've gone a little, you know, off, but that you guys were able to triumph in for your clients.
2: Sure. So we had a situation, um, when we did our group last year in Costa Rica, mm-hmm. um, oh, uh, during the very end of the cru- uh, cruise at the end of the trip as we were coming back into San Jose one of our group members uh, was having trouble breathing and we had to take her into the emergency room at the local hospital and oh. she had a blood yeah she had a blood clot in both of her lungs
0: holy cow
2: yeah and she was really in distress and she was unconscious by the time we got her in there and so it was a, a, quite a big ordeal. She was in the hospital for over a week. Mm. She had come by herself, so her family was all back in the States. Um, Tabitha and I ended up staying, you know, the extra week with her so we could help take care of her and, and stay in contact with her family. Um, when she was finally be, ready to be released, they would not release her unless she had oxygen on the plane with her. They wouldn't give us the oxygen to take as we were leaving the country. And, of course, the airlines don't provide it. Thank, thankfully, everybody on that trip bought travel insurance. Yes. So I contacted the insurance company. They flew a nurse out from Boston with the oxygen, and she escorted her home, got her back to the States. She lived in Sacramento, had an ambulance waiting for her, and then took her off to the hospital. So it was a very (laughs) harrowing experience for us. Um, The good thing is everybody had travel insurance, and now whenever anybody hears that story, I don't have to sell them on travel insurance. Um, So I would highly recommend everybody, please, please, please buy travel insurance.
0: (laughs) That is a crazy story. And, yeah, I say travel insurance if you're going out of the country because your traditional medical coverage does not, go outside of the continental U.S., you know, Alaska, right. Hawaii, and our territories. And,
1: yeah. and a lot of people don't realize that. They yep. think, you know, I have my medical insurance, so I'll be okay. And they don't realize, no, when you, you know, travel insurance isn't just if you have to cancel your trip. You, you know, it's also for medical. And, yeah, if you're outside the United States, a lot of times your medical insurance, sometimes it will, but sometimes it won't. So you really have to look into it. But, yeah, definitely you want to get travel insurance because, It's not just for people who, you know, have pre-existing conditions who, you know, are worried about it. I mean, this, she wasn't expecting that. She didn't know it was going to happen. It just, it came out of nowhere. And thankfully, yeah, everybody had travel insurance. So they were able to, because even if she, so the way that a lot of travel insurance works is you still pay out of pocket up front. Yep. And then you put in the claim, you know, just like your own insurance and can get reimbursed. But they also, it's all the extras. They flew up the nurse. They flew up the oxygen because that's just a whole ordeal trying to find oxygen that sure. she could then take on the plane. And, yeah, once we contacted them, they were just, they were amazing and just took care of everything and flew the nurse out. And, yeah, it was, it was so great. And it was a great learning experience for us, you know, because we were there and we were able to go through it all with her. So, you know, it just helps us now even with clients when we're not there We've been through the whole travel insurance, so we kind of know more now. So it it was just a great experience overall once it was over.
0: (laughs) I mean, like, I feel like saying to people, you need to have travel insurance and you need to take the Heath's with you because they'll stay an extra week in the hospital with you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. Oh my gosh,
0: guys. That's crazy. Oh, you guys are so good. You're so good to your clients. That's great. Wow. Okay. I wasn't expecting that one. All right. Well, let's talk about... Food, because you do culinary travel, and we like to talk about food on the show. So let's talk about a best or most memorable meal. I know you each have one. So who wants to go first?
2: Um, I'll go first. Um, So a memorable meal for me, um, a few years ago, I was in Venice. And every year they have the Festival of the Redeemer, um, where they bring in um, all the um decorations and they decorate boats and and fireworks. Well, I found a restaurant. It was C- Grand Canal Restaurant which sat right on the Grand Canal mm-hmm. and we went in and we were served champagne with appetizers, a seven-course dinner. Whoa. Um there was seafood risotto, roasted duck Um, lots of champagne and wine and we were right on the canal where the boats came and they were all illuminated and decorated as they floated down the river and then right around 11 o'clock it all all the lights went off it got dark it was quiet and then boom the fireworks started up and it was like it's just a magical night for us in in the middle of Venice with wonderful food and just a great celebration so just something we'll always remember
0: Tabitha, you would you w- like to yeah
1: do you want to hear mine um yes please so this was really hard for me to decide because we've gone to so many places and had so many experiences and it was hard to decide do I want to say one you know because it was the group we were with and the people that made it or was it the food or the So it was really hard so the first I would say probably like experience that was memorable and it's I don't know if it's my favorite because that's hard to pick but it was probably the first one that i had that was like this which i think is you know your first time of anything is always kind of magical Mm -hmm. um it was actually on a cruise and so this is a good one to tell people because i think a lot of people don't realize that they can do this on one of the you know mass cruise ships like a princess cruise or even a carnival cruise Mm -hmm. Um, so we were on a cruise in mexico And one thing that you could do is a lot of people know you can do the specialty dining restaurants, you know, where you pay a little bit extra and you go into the specialty dining and it's more intimate. But you can also do something that's called the chef's table. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And the chef's table is limited, usually under 15 people. Sometimes it's 10, it could be 14, but it's usually it's under 15. So you think how big the cruise ship and how many people are in it. That's very, you know, a small intimate. But you actually, it's led by the head chef on the ship. And so it starts off, and you get a behind-the-scenes tour of the galley. So it's the working kitchen, and he takes you through, and he kind of tells you about it, you know, and at the same time, you get to have, you know, champagne and, he gives you different appetizers, and so it's really cool that, you know, you're learning about it, and you're just getting all this amazing food, and then afterwards, usually you go into, you know, some private setting, so whether it's, you know, a part of the dining room that's kind of roped off on your own. Um, the one that I did was actually on Carnival, and mm-hmm. they, they took you and had a table all set up, and it was actually in the library, so it was closed off, you know, the public couldn't go into the library at the time, and it was all set up like a private dinner, and I think it's like a, they say it's a seven course dinner, but the seven courses, like the appetizers were probably four or five appetizers. And that was, you know, one course. Sure. And then at the end, the desserts, uh, it was like a plate of like five or six different desserts. And, you know, that's one course. So It was so much food, but it was just so amazing. And you get each course served to you and he tells you about the, you know, the different courses and It was just, it was so much food. It was so delicious, but I couldn't even finish it all. It was so hard to finish because it was so much, but it it was just, it's such a great experience to have because you get the behind the scenes and you get an intimate setting and you get to meet the head chef. And so he, you know, he tells you about the food and kind of his experience and it's just such a great thing that you get to do on a cruise ship that most people don't realize that you can do. And it's not that expensive.
0: Yeah, we're about to cruise on the Queen Mary, and we've talked about doing um, some of those options there. So I will keep you posted because I'm into it. Yes,
1: I will say it is, it's is—it's so worth it, especially if you are a foodie and into food. Yeah, it's, it's a memorable experience that it's worth it to pay the extra for that on the cruise.
0: Okay, now I'm going to divert a little bit from our format and ask you for um, – uh, for a, a sample itinerary for one of your trips, uh, what does, when people come to you, when your clients come to you and say, I want to do this, what are, I know that you have kind of two different styles that you do as far as these trips go. One is very food intensive and one is food and site intensive. So can yeah. you just break it down a little bit? I, I know that we're a little bit off the schedule, but it's okay.
1: No, Perfect. Um, so yes, yeah, so it could be it's kind of whatever our clients want, how food intensive they want to be. So if they want to go maybe to say Tuscany, and they want to stay in the villa, and they want to, it's all about the food and wine, and they you know they want to go out with the chef at the villa and go to the markets and get the food and go back and do you know a cooking class and then all eat it for dinner and it's all hands on and it's really all about the food and not so much about the sites. We can do that. Um, For our trips, when we lead a group, it's more, it's the sites and the food. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
1: Because most of the travelers, they want to go with the group and yeah, they're into food and they want to have, you know, some unique culinary experiences, but they also want to be able to go and see the sites. So, so I'll give you the example. So I'll tell you kind of what our Costa Rica trip looked like. So when we went to Costa Rica, so we flew into San Jose, which is the capital, um, and we spent the night there. You know, so everybody flew in at different times. We kind of did a welcome dinner just, you know, in the restaurant, met our tour guide. So we usually have a tour guide that will lead us through. Um, and then the next morning we woke up, and then we did a couple nights where we went to Tortuguero, which is on the east coast, so it's on the Caribbean side. Mm-hmm. And so over there, and that's a very, it's a remote. So you have to take, you know, a boat through the canals to get there. You can't even take a car to get there Um So it's not high end, but it's a very unique experience, which most people, when you go to Costa Rica, you want to be in the jungle and have that cool experiences. So the rooms were nice, but, you know, they didn't have air conditioning, everything. It wasn't fancy. Um, But you get to meet a lot of, you know, the locals, and we got to see a lot of the wildlife. So that part, you know, yeah, we got to eat the food, but it wasn't, you know, a high-end culinary experience. That was more about, you know, going into the jungle, being able to, you know, see the animals. Um, We did the night tour where they take you, where the big turtles were, you know, the sea turtles were coming up and doing their nesting. So we got to do a night where we got to go out on the beach, you know, and watch the turtle come up and, and lay their eggs, and you know, bury them, and do that. And that was just a cool experience because that's—I mean, how often do you get to go somewhere and see that? Sure. So we do, you know, the unique experiences like that. And then after we left Tortuguero, we went to um, Arenal, which is where the Arenal volcano volcano is. And, and So we springs. did tours there. Yes, and we went to a hot spring. So we had to do all the unique things that you want to do when you go there and experience Yeah, you, know, okay. you want to be able to do the tours and see the volcano. You want to be able to obviously go to the hot springs and, you know, relax, and that was a cool experience to do. Um, but we also, while we were there, we got to go into – it was a local lady's home. So we got to go into her home, and she taught us how to make tortillas, and she taught us how she made – you know, the local food, and we got to just have dinner and speak with her, and she didn't speak any English. Some of us spoke Spanish, but some of us didn't, so people were translating, but that was just a really cool experience, because we actually got to go into, you know, somebody's home who's just a local and kind of see how they lived their life, and she got to tell us, you know, her story, we got to meet her family, so that was more for a foodie, you know, Mm -hmm. you want that kind of unique experience. Um, And then when we went to Monteverde, we got to go to some cool restaurants, you know, where we got to meet the owner and he kind of, you know, told us about the area and we got to meet some locals and, you know, just have dinner, you know, kind of unique experiences that aren't always the touristy restaurants that you Mm -hmm. would find on your own. Um, But then also, you know, we had to go up to the cloud forest and, you know, got to do the zip lining so it was more a mixture, and then we ended it back in San Jose. So that was kind of, yeah, we want some unique, cool experiences where we get to go to some local restaurants and, you know, hang out with the locals and then maybe go into a home and do the cooking class. So we tried to find some unique culinary experiences, but we also got to do everything that you'd want to do in Costa Rica just going there. So we didn't feel like we missed out on stuff. It was a balance.
0: Yeah, I think that's good because, I mean, especially in Costa Rica, the most biodiverse country. In the world, you got to see some of that stuff.
1: Yes, and it was – that was just so awesome because it's so different than anywhere else that I had been. You know, we've done, you know, Alaska, and and we've done Europe a few times. But we've done Mexico, but it was more either a cruise or, you know, we've done the all-inclusive. So we hadn't really – we haven't been – into Mexico, you know, and done the local experience yet there. So, Costa Rica was kind of the first one where it's like, we don't have that stuff here. There was nothing to compare it to in California mm-hmm. of what we saw. So, it, yeah, that was just a really cool experience that we got to do with our group. And a lot of them have become our friends because, you know, we, we see them locally here and then they've gone on several trips with us. You know, we have people that come every year on our trips. So, they become our friends as well as our clients. So it's just kind of cool to travel together.
0: Excellent. Now let me ask you a question about the club, the Travel Culinary Club. Is there a fee to join? Is it annual? How does that work?
1: There is no fee to join. Um, so the way it works is whatever we do here locally, whether it's a dinner or a show, if we have to buy tickets beforehand, you're just paying for your ticket. Okay. Um, at, for dinner... Sometimes we'll charge um, a $10 fee for dinner, but that goes towards shared appetizers. Mm -hmm. And we kind of like to do that because we get to order different stuff and everybody, again, the culinary experience, you want to try different things.
0: Sure.
1: And we find sometimes at dinner people will order what they normally would order and kind of knock it out of their comfort zone. And you only get to order one thing if you order it yourself. Yep. So we feel like, yeah, we, we charge the $10 beforehand, but it goes towards appetizers. And then it's just kind of a cool experience. We get to, you know, spread all the appetizers. We pass them around, and you get to try a little bit of everything. And then you just pay what you order for dinner or if you order drinks. You pay what you And then same thing for our trips. You just you pay for your trip to come with us, but there's no fee to actually be part of our club.
0: Okay, excellent. All right, ladies. Well, that's that's really great information, and I appreciate you uh, taking a moment to speak with me. Um, I want to give you an opportunity to say any last parting words or anything we might have missed before we conclude the podcast.
1: Perfect. I just want to say, well, thank you for having us, and this has been a lot of fun. And, yeah, I would suggest if anybody is interested in, you know, doing a culinary trip to go on our website and get a hold of us and we would love to help you however much you want to do we totally customize it to whatever your interests
2: are and what you want so thank you
0: wonderful cindy anything from you
2: um yeah just thank you so much for doing this and once again yeah we'd love to have anybody join us or if you're looking to do an experience of your own we'd love to help you put it together um but it's a lot of fun so thank you
0: all right, great. And when you get that next 2018 itinerary posted, hopefully, to the South Pacific, let us know. We'll put it up on the website as well. Perfect. Thank you. All right, ladies and all of you out there in the Internet world, this is Megan Chapel, your host, saying good night. Good night.